Hey guys, it's Fo. Welcome to the Girl Talk with Fo podcast, where I talk faith, finances, and business, and I teach you how to dump debt, build bank, and create the life you want. Let's talk. Hello, 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 guys, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. How are you doing today? I hope that you're doing swell. You guys know the drill. Don't forget to follow me on social media. I am at Girl Talk with Fo on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. And I also have a YouTube channel. Um, it's called Mama and Money, where I talk about motherhood, my journey to motherhood, and money. So you can check that out. Of course, the link will be in the show notes there. And don't forget to join our Facebook group that is bumping y'all. It's grown tremendously. So I don't know if you guys are coming from the pod squad or if I'm just getting people from all over the place, but it is growing by leaps and bounds. So you want to make sure you get in on that, get in the Facebook group, get in the community, get some accountability, get some support, and just get some friendship and all that jazz happening in the Facebook group. And of course, my book, Dump Debt and Build Bank, The Everyday Chick's Guide to Money. Learn how to stop living paycheck to paycheck and start living a life of financial freedom. That is available on my website, girltalkwithfo.com forward slash book and on Amazon. And of course, like I said, I always leave the links in the show notes. All right, now that we got all of that out the way, guys, today is really just gonna be a chill chat day. I don't really have anything... Um, I won't say I don't have anything to teach because there is always a lesson, but I just want to chat with you guys on what's happening, what's going on. So guys, can you believe this week I'm officially, like today, I'm officially seven months pregnant. Let me tell you guys, someone asked me the other day, how far along? People always ask me how far along I am. And if you are pregnant or if you've had um, had kids before, then you know that the doctor goes by weeks, but most people go by months. And so I never tried to convert the two. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, well, I know how many weeks I am. But when people ask months, I'm like, I don't know how many months I am because my doctor never asks me months. We always go by weeks. So anyway, I did the math the other week. And I realized that, oh my goodness, I am seven months. Y'all, I'm entering in the third trimester. And ask me if I am prepared do I have all the stuff together? Absolutely not. So we're going to get it together. But with that being said, uh, I will be taking a maternity leave break from the podcast coming up in a few months. So just be aware of that. Keep that on your mind and know that your girl will be taking a break shortly. So with that being said, guys, my husband and I have been kind of like trying to get serious about this thing now. <laughs> so we're looking at all the things that we got to do, the classes we need to take, looking at, you know, the expenses and all that stuff. Now that we've gotten from out of the holidays and the new year, like it's, it's crunch time at this point. So in addition to looking at things that we need to do for the nursery, we've actually been looking at redecorating um, some of our components in our home so we've been talking about getting a new bedroom suite for years and we just thought I don't know when we have a baby on the way now is the perfect time for us to try to redecorate uh, so nonetheless we were talking about you know furniture options and one thing that came up was a couch and we've had our couch since we bought our home in 2017 so we've had our couch for going on three years now I'm a bit tired of it so we were talking about a couch and this led to a conversation about a free couch that we received. Well, it's not really a couch. It's more like a, a part of a couch, like a, a sectional of a couch. 
more so like a love seat without handles or arm rest or whatever. So we, we received this when we moved into our house. And um, literally, we got something in the mail saying, hey, you got a free sectional. So the company is called Love Sack. I think that's the name of it. But they sell these like uber expensive couches, um, bean bags, and all that stuff. You guys can Google it. But we got a little coupon or something that we could redeem for a free sectional. So we redeemed it in. And of course, it's marketing for them because we go into the store. You have to buy the cover for the couch, which is their selling point. You can watch wash the couch covers, which means that you, if you want to change the cover color, the design, all you have to do is buy a new cover and not a new couch. So we, um, we purchased the covers or whatever. And so my husband went back to the store just to, you know, just to see. Because, you know, like I said, the couches are expensive. So let's be real. Who are we? We're not going to buy it. But he went back just to, you know, peruse and to sit in the bean bags Because that's what you do when you go to the mall. You just go and you try stuff out. But he went and he was talking to the guy with no intention of buying it. But when we came back home, it, it sparked a discussion. And I wish you guys could be like a fly on the wall for some of our conversations because they are very deep. So he came back home and he was like, you know what? You know, sometimes I think we have maybe like an unfair advantage. And he was referring to the fact that simply because we live in a certain zip code, we were afforded the opportunity to get a free couch, like a free section of a couch. And he was like, you know, that people who don't live here don't necessarily get that opportunity. Not only that, but we were also getting coupons for like $10 off groceries, $15 off groceries, like random stuff just because we live in this zip code. And obviously, guys, we know that it's marketing. We know that people are looking at what's the average median, household median um, income here. Um, and trying to attract us and and market to us so that we can spend more money with them. But the point is, we were blessed simply by our proximity. It was nothing that we did, nothing that we asked for, nothing that we deserved, but simply because of where we live. And guys, let, let me be clear that we are on the lower end of the spectrum of the level of affluence in this area. But just simply because we live the proximity that we're in, we're able to get so many of these perks and these advantages that other people don't get. So I was pondering upon that and the Lord really spoke to me about it. And I mean, it was like a while later, I hadn't been thinking about it. And then suddenly all of a sudden I was just reminded of it. And um, God gave me this message that I'm actually just going to share with y'all today. What's literally in my journal and um, the message was simply, you can be blessed by proximity. And that was a word that I received. Literally, I was up one morning. I had just gotten up and I was thinking about some things. And, and it was just like, oh, you can be blessed by proximity. And it reminded me of the conversation that I had with my husband. But then God started giving me revelation about instances of where this is true in his word. So then I thought about how Jesus calmed the storm saying, peace be still. And not only were the disciples on the boat blessed by that, but anyone who, who was on the water was also blessed by that. So it may have been other fishermen on the water who were experiencing this torrential storm, but because they were in proximity to Jesus, they received the blessing and they, didn't even, they weren't even in the boat with Jesus. And then I thought about Abraham pleading with God over Sodom and Gomorrah, basically saying like, if you can find just one person, 
God, if you can find 10 people, like don't destroy. And because these people were in proximity to Abraham, they were able to be saved. Now we all ultimately know the story of what happens, but their destiny was delayed because they were just in proximity to someone who had a relationship with God. And then I thought about the disciples and I thought about how the disciples were able to receive the blessing and benefit of being with Jesus, but they also received the persecution. But I would venture to say that their blessing that they receive by being with Jesus far outweighed the persecution and the other things that they endured. And so just literally guys, the simple act of us getting a love sack and some coupons for some discounts on groceries and some free meals and all these things that we gotten. Let me to see how God is saying, like, literally, it's just, it's not about what you do sometimes. It's just about where you are. And so it, it, it made me think like how, how many times have we foregone blessings from God just because we've not been in proximity to him? Or how many times have we missed out on blessings because of the the people in the environment that we are in and God can't get a blessing to that environment? He's not going to bless a a dry place. You get what I'm saying? So that was just revolutionary to me. And I wanted to share that revelation with you guys that sometimes is about your proximity. And I thought about all the instances where God has changed my proximity. I thought about when... The first instance when I graduated from college and God moved me to grad school. Now, you guys have heard me talk about grad school before I went to Duke. Let me just tell y'all, I was not supposed to go to Duke University. I'm going to just be real with y'all. I don't think I've ever shared this. I did, when I first applied or when I first took the, I think it's a GMAT, whatever the test is to go to grad school, I did not have a high enough score to get into Duke, let alone any of the other schools that I applied to. I was listening to my friends and their hype talking about they didn't have to study. Here I am thinking I didn't have to study and then I had a bad score. And I remember reaching out to the program director saying, hey, this is my score. And she was like, hey, get your score up. Take the test again. So I remember it was it must have been like the summer before my senior year because I was working and then I would come home and I would study the little study book that you can buy. And I would study, 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 study. And I took it again and I finally got my score up enough to be accepted into the school. And that was my first kind of series of isolating events where Jesus or where God was changing my proximity. So that moved me to a completely different state. And if you guys know my story, that was also the same year that my dad passed away from cancer. And so God had to put me in a place of a different proximity. That was also the year where the relationship that I was in just started to dismantle. But in that new environment, not only was I apart from the people that I was used to being with, the people that I was partying with and going out with and doing all those things that were not pleasing to God, but he put me in a new proximity so that I could get different exposure. I was exposed to so many different cultures in grad school. I was out here trying to learn Mandarin, y'all, because one of my friends from grad school was from China. So I, I was in a different proximity and God was able to give me exposure to different things. And then the next move was to Houston, where I was on the, you know, halfway on the other side of the country by myself. I only knew one person 
in the city of Houston and not even that well, but God put me in a new environment where I got exposed to even more uh, things and different things. And that's where I started blogging. That's where the seed for what is now what you have as a podcast and what you have as Girl Talk with folk. That's where it started because God got me in a new proximity and he was able to speak to me in a place of isolation. And so that was where I also went to my first um pretty large non-denominational church that was very culturally diverse. I was exposed to different cultures. And that's when I first was exposed to Dave Ramsey, which you guys know was a part of my story for paying off my debt. And then as if that was not enough, I thought I was coming back home to be around friends and family. And God isolated me even more by moving me back to South Carolina. But I was working on third shift, meaning I went in at 11 p.m. and didn't get off to 7 p.m. I never saw the light of day. It was depressing. It was sad. I didn't talk to anybody. I didn't go out. Literally, I had no life outside of going to work, going to church, and then doing it all over again. And so God changed my proximity in each of those cases. And in each of those instances, he was able to get something different to me. In that season, that's where I reconnected with my now husband. When I wasn't talking to anybody, when I was by myself, but I had to change proximity. I had to change who was around me and what was around me. And so when you think about this thing, I want you to consider where are you at where God is unable to get something to you? Who are the people that you are around? What is your proximity? And so if there is any takeaway from today's podcast, the first thing I want to tell you is if you want to get in close proximity to God to receive what he has for you, first and foremost, you need to get in his word. You have to get in his word. I shared this in a a few episodes prior to this one when I was talking about our banishing twin syndrome, how I literally cut off communication with God. I wasn't praying. I wasn't reading the Bible and I wasn't receiving from God because there was no communion. There was, I was not in proximity to him. I was not hearing from God because I was not communing with him. And I learned very quickly, like until you get into the word, until you start having conversations with God, you will never be close to him. So if you want to receive from God, you have to devour his word. You need to be praying daily. And then I discover in those moments, that's when I was able to hear from God, get those ideas, ideas that are going to be things that you guys will hear about pretty soon. But God was able to speak to me and I was able to get those seeds, which will turn into great blessings for myself and for you and everyone connected to me because I got in proximity. So first and foremost, if you want to get in proximity to receive whatever God has for you, you have to get in your word. The second thing is you need to consider who you are around. Who are the people in your environment? I talked about how God moved me from when I was in undergrad to grad school to a completely different state. And he changed the people that I was around. He changed the cultures that I was around. Um, And he put me at an institution literally where people thought at a much higher level than I was accustomed to thinking. So everything around me changed and I was able to receive different things in that season that I would not have received had I stayed in that same place that I was at before. So who are the people that are around? Who are the people that God are trying to get you away from that you you are fighting so hard against, but you know the inevitable inevitable has to happen, which is you need to change your proximity. You need to change your circle. You need to change the people and the places that you are associated with. God is not going to send a blessing to a broken place. Does that make sense? 
God is not going to send a blessing to a broken place. You have to be able to maintain that blessing. You have to be prepared. You have to be in the environment to receive God's precious gift of his blessing. So those are the things that I want you guys to take away. But I want to continue on with what I have in my journal and kind of what God gave me. And um, the other script, I talked about um, Abraham. I talked about the disciples. But the other thing that reminded me or showed me this whole thing about proximity is when Jesus says, I'm the vine, you are the branches. And apart from you, you can, apart from him, you can do nothing. Jesus is basically saying that you have to be close to me. You can't do nothing. You can't be successful. You can't get any of all the things I want to get to you unless you are connected to me. I am the vine. Everything comes through me. So if you want to bless life, you have to be connected. And at the end of the day, you have to also evaluate, are you a person who is bringing about a bad environment? Are you creating a bad environment for other people that is blocking their blessing? And so one thing I wrote down in all bold letters here is your fruit is evidence of your proximity. That one stung. What is your fruit? And I don't mean, when I talk about blessing, y'all, I'm not talking necessarily about money or things. But when we talk about fruit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Do you have that? Is Do you have the, do you exude that? Do you have peace? Are you kind? Are you gentle? Do you have self-control? Do you have patience? Do you have love? Do you have joy? All of these are the results of being in proximity to Jesus. Because remember, he is the vine. You are the branches, right? And your branch has to produce fruit. So if you are in proximity to Jesus, these are the things that you should be seeing in your life. Your fruit are going to be evidence of your proximity. So if you don't have those things, you're either not close to God or you trying to be close to God, but then there's someone who's hindering you. There's someone, there's an environment, there are people who are blocking you from having that close relationship and being in close proximity with Jesus. I hope this all makes sense to y'all, but this was just the revelation that God gave me. Like you can be blessed by proximity alone and the ultimate proximity that you want to have is proximity and being in close relationship with Jesus having a relationship with God and being in community with the right people who have the right intentions, who are also chasing after a relationship with God. So again, I told y'all this is going to be a little chatty. So I really, really hope that you guys understood that message. Um, And I hope that I was able to articulate it in the way that you could receive it and understand it. Um, But that's all I got for y'all. So what are you in proximity to? What environment do you need to get out of? What do you need to change about about your environment? Do you need to get in your words so that you can be in close proximity and communion with Christ? So I hope you guys found this episode beneficial. Remember, we always do a post podcast discussion in the Facebook group. So again, check out the show notes to get the link to join that Facebook group so we can talk about this. Are you in the right proximity? All right, guys, I hope that this bless you. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you in the next episode.